0: It is straight up 9 o'clock on the Mike the Show. It's 1025 The Bone, 727-579-1025, or 800-771-1025. This next guest, I'm a a big fan of Galvin. Me too. David Blaine is... Some have called him the devil. (laughs) David Blaine, how are you, sir?
1: Hey, Mike, how's it going? Good morning.
0: You, You are a little... You gotta admit, you are a little... But like like if I don't believe so much in God or the devil, but then I see some of the stuff you do, and I go, David Blaine's a devil. You, fr- you freak me out. Oh, I'll take that as a maybe. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, definitely a compliment. I have. I, I'm I'm a fan of magic. I'm a fan of uh, of yours of Penn and Tellers. I like to watch magic live. I like like most people to try and figure out how they're doing the trick, and I then you have to come to the show. Oh, I'm coming to the show. There's, listen, there's very few things that I'll do on a weeknight because I have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning when I'm coming to the show. David Blaine's going to be at the Mahaffey Theater on June 6th. Now, uh, I, I want to ask you, what is the when you were a kid, when did you know you wanted to do this? Like, how much of you... What got you started?
1: I, I mean, I just always loved magic, but I think lots of kids love magic. But, you know, as a kid, you start finding all these guys like Harry Houdini, and there was a guy that I research named mac norton who was apparently able to convert his stomach into an aquarium where creatures could live and then i found another guy named haji ali who was a human fire dragon that could drink a gallon of water then drink kerosene which would float on the water and then push the kerosene onto a fire igniting a huge flame and then he would extinguish it with the gallon of water in his stomach so all these people that i kind of looked at as my almost like, you know, superhero, mystical, magical figures, being that I grew up, you know, single mother, no father. These are the guys that I kind of studied, but over the years I started to realize that the things that they were doing were not special skills. They were just practicing really hard and kind of taking a risk and learning things, rewiring the way the body works. And then, you know, I've finally been able to put them all together Back to back in one evening, which is the show that you're going to come see.
0: By the way, my next question I was going to ask you was advice for kids because my kid was the same thing. I must have bought him three uh, different Magic starter sets. When I was a kid, I had the Harry Blackstone call the 800 number get the set. But the key is practicing and doing it over and over again because that's the only way you get really good at it.
1: The key is practicing and stick to the card tricks.
0: <laughs> uh, it was really cool because I watched one of uh, David Blaine's specials, and you actually kind of showed how you were learning to do that, to spit the uh, kerosene in the water and hold that much liquid in your body. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, it was really crazy. I tried to do it on my own and wasn't able to because the guys, that, the guy that was doing that trick actually died doing it. He got pulmonary pneumonitis, so he took his secrets to the grave, so I was working on it just by watching videos at the Museum of Broadcasting when I was a kid, and eventually I realized that there there must be the secret is he's really doing it, yeah. that is the secret, so then I found a guy in Africa that, that had a video surface on YouTube, so I spent a couple of years tracking him down, and then I figured out from him how to actually do it. And once I was able to do that then I started doing, you know, put kerosene inside and all these crazy things. Which by the way, you know, the show is even though it's a magic show, it is scary and there are parts that are disturbing. It seems like kids don't get freaked out but their parents do more often.
0: What do you what do you mean disturbing?
1: I mean there's a lot of scary things on the show. You'll you'll see it tonight actually cuz I'm doing a little a little piece on on the Jimmy Fallon show from what's live on the tour. Yeah. You get the idea. Pretty hardcore show.
0: When you it, do it is
1: a one, and I It is a one-time only experience, meaning I probably won't be able to recreate this show again. <laughs> Physically, it's too difficult, because normally when I do these stunts, I would do one stunt on its own. This is all of them combined into one evening, which makes it
0: really, really tough. That's great. When you... Uh... We're talking to David Blaine. When you do these things and you're practicing, what's the worst you've ever been injured? Like swallowing kerosene or trying to pull stuff out of your face or whatever you do? Like, what's the worst you've ever been hurt?
1: I mean, the worst was when I did uh, the 44 days in London with no food because I I went to mild organ failure and stuff like that. But, you know, it was recoverable. We don't just jump into them. We kind of build it. Assist system slowly so you know but but once again you know harry houdini was doing all these things and he was really confident one night he collapsed after he got out of the water tank on stage was rushed to a hospital where he died so you just there is there is a risk and you do you know even though you think that you're rehearsed and you know how to do it you just still don't know what can happen
0: yeah like i i, I tell you i'm a fan of yours i like you you seem like a really nice guy but in a way i'm kind of waiting for you to fail that's the whole that's the whole thing behind going to see the magician. We know that they're not fake. We know that they're tricks, but you're, the, the idea that something bad could happen is what makes it so interesting.
1: I mean, I, that's what I liked about Evil Knievel was he was always doing things, or, or even Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson, all these guys. There, there's always that risk. You don't know what's going to happen. That, so I, try, I always try to make the magic show feel kind of like that. So it's not... It isn't an illusion show, and it's not like I'm going through motions or I have a set routine. It's, it is pushing the body as hard as possible night after night and not knowing what the outcome will be, but just trying my hardest.
0: When, I, when you think that like YouTube is a pain in the ass for your illusion tricks because I'm constantly trying to find out how you do stuff, and I'll go to YouTube, and all these amateurs are trying to show you how you do your tricks, and you're like, why, are you one of those guys that care, or are you like Penn and Teller, where you're like, I don't care if you figure it out?
1: No, I think that that's when 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 that started happening at first. I started realizing, oh, I just need to come up with things where the method is actually more interesting than what they're seeing.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you do you uh, dislike of, any other question? Again, I'm sorry. No, I,
1: I like. I, I'm not really a disliker. But part, the other question you asked is about your kid who's into magic practicing. Yeah, I think that goes for anything. It's just it's practicing, it's training, and it's failing constantly, and then just you don't stop on a fail, you just look at that as another chance to get better and better. Sure. But the idea of this show is, you know, I never want it to be good. I just always want it to be better.
0: Uh, we're talking to David Blaine. I have to tell you, you, I watched a TV special one time where you walked into a bar and you took, I want, I'm want. i going to like paraphrase the whole thing. You t- took a deck of cards, threw them up in the air, and the guy had already picked the card, and you threw a dart, and the dart nailed that car against the wall. Am I getting that right? you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I do know. So we sat there for like three days straight and just kept throwing cards and darts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, I, I watched that thing in the slowest of motions that I could by half a screw inch, by half an inch, and... I don't know what happens, but it is the most, when you can't figure out how they're doing something, it's the most um, amazing thing. You say you're, you are a lover. You're a nice guy. You're very mellow, but there's got to be some magicians that you think, oh, these guys are ruining it. This is, this is terrible. Like, I, you, you get along with, uh, Chris, Chris Angel.
1: I don't pay. I don't pay much attention to all that stuff. But sometimes I'll see clips, and I've seen him do something once that I thought was interesting. He was like hung by hooks or something like that. But after that, I haven't really paid much attention.
0: I don't like. Yeah. I don't like anything. Like Chris Angel came and did a thing here in a in a building that they were going to demolish in Clearwater, and we were really excited for that. And and it was just clearly. A camera thing. Like, you could tell when they went to the fake camera when they had previously shot footage. And I think that hurts what you guys do. It takes away from the people who are actually doing that upfront, front uh, you know, up-close up, up close magic.
1: I mean, that you know, there, I, I when I do stuff, I try to keep it pure and honest, and I try to get real reactions, and I really care about that the viewer should see what the person is seeing at home. I learned that in 1997 when I did the illusion with the levitation on television. Yeah. And all of a sudden YouTube started, you know, revealing all the methods and I suddenly realized at that point that I never want to do anything where it's not exactly as what the viewers see. So I've kinda stuck to that. But I think I think most guys are just, you know, they're trying to make such quick turnarounds that it's really difficult. What I do takes me You know, years. So to get like one show on television where all the reactions are honest and everything they're seeing is really happening, it's not like you can just shoot it in a couple of days. And I think a lot of those guys work really hard and they have quick turnarounds. And I, I would never be able to do what I do in that kind of a turnaround. So I don't really blame anybody. It's just a different
0: thing. Yeah, and it's it's certainly. I mean, you see, David Blaine has this big wave of popularity and then you kind of disappear for a little while and i imagine that's when you're working on the new you know, stuff and yeah. now you got a yeah, big tour
1: like, not even, yeah it's also working on the new it's not just getting the footage getting the tricks to work it's also like oh how do i push an ice kick through my arm how do i do stuff that's going to freak people out and then make it magical so i take an old trick where it's called needle through arm and then i study it and then i meet with doctors and physiologists and i try to figure out how could I actually do this? Have no blood, make it look like an illusion, be real. So, take you know, working on that took me you know a decade or something.
0: <laughs> or uh, while we're talking, David, they're running video of you in here, and it's the one where you go into the Cowboys locker room. Is that the best compliment you can get after you do a trick or illusion? Is for somebody to run out of the room?
1: <laughs> the, I mean, Deion Sanders was my favorite, but what you didn't see was Michael Irving. So he pulled up late. And and Dion brings me outside. says, he got to do something to Mike. Mike's got to see this. So I go outside, and I start doing magic to Mike Irvin, and he falls out of his car up to the ground. And that was kind of like the best reaction, but we didn't have a camera of course. So uh. the stuff that you're seeing is when we have cameras. But if you saw what I saw through my eyes, that's the best stuff.
0: <laughs> if you can see... All the time that we spent trying to make ourselves levitate after watching that special. Oh, yeah. I hadn't practiced a foot move <laughs> since Michael Jackson did the moonwalk on TV <laughs> as much. Uh, this is David Blaine. He's coming to the Mojave Dinner on June 6th at 8 o'clock. You can get tickets to go see him. Uh, you grew up in a in a single uh, parent family. David made his father disappear at a young age. just is Joe. Now, where is that guy now? Um, no, he, he,
1: he actually, I think, was working at one point at the Dali museum but he I, he overdosed on heroin and died So, I, and i wow. never really knew my mother didn't
0: Oh, i well, i'm sorry to hear that i so he was working down here how how ironic is that
1: yeah it's pretty crazy but i never you know my mother i guess he, he wasn't there so i was raised in brooklyn the first eight years until she got remarried um so i didn't we we never really we very rarely cross paths.
0: That's what I was going to ask but you. If you're famous, oh, sir, I did go to the to the Dalí
1: Museum just to go see, you know, where he was working. And not even that long ago, I think, like ten years ago. And I remember spending the whole day in that museum, just going, "Wow, yeah, how could one person?" do this it's the craziest thing i've ever seen like you look at all the work and all those walls you just don't know how he had that kind of time
0: no and the first time i went there i went on a college class trip and there was a lady just standing there looking up at the painting and she passed out she that's how, yeah. that's how intense it is uh the yeah. dolly museum
1: yeah, I, I get that by the way <laughs> yeah
0: yeah the Dali museum a stone's throw from the uh mojave theater where you're going to be playing when you're down here uh and i'm i'm really looking forward to this the last thing i remember you doing on tv that i saw was something i don't remember the whole thing but at the end you kind of flew away on a balloon do you recall what that was
1: um oh wow you mean the dive of death yeah yeah that was like literally the dive of death and it was it was funny because everything all happened at once so that you know, the stunt had to be changed, and then all of a sudden there was, like, winds, and the winds were pushing the balloons down, so I couldn't do the... You know, I was gonna... I did float over Central Park on the balloons, but you couldn't really see that. Well, that you was,
0: did take uh, off on it. I remember that. That's what I was gonna ask you. When something I goes wrong... on. Off, but it was- <laughs>
1: yeah, it went completely wrong, but I had a fun trip. So, Yeah. And you still kind of... View, I, was riding on, I was riding on balloons over New York City, so it was amazing. But from the TV point of view, when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. That's, really embarrassing.
0: <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Were you worrying when something goes wrong on a live thing, it's going to screw everything up for you? Because you were just like, you shrugged it off. You could tell something was wrong, but you were like, oh, well, see ya. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of learned a serious lesson, though, which is you can't, you know, ABC suddenly standards of practice is like, no, you can't jump with the noose around your neck. So we had to change the whole stunt. Mm -hmm. What I realized is you can never go into something without rehearsing it and practicing and trying. Because that one, I figured, okay, well, if we just change it, it'll still work. But once we changed it, we weren't prepped in any way. So it was, you know, completely opposite effect. So anything that I do now, I always make sure that, We've tried it, rehearsed it, and tested it in different conditions. So that's something you can't really anticipate is, you know, oh, we're going to have wind currents that are pushing downwards. Right. So they're going to go straight down into the city, so we don't have clearance to do it.
0: The guy has uh, been buried alive, frozen. He's hasn't eaten for 40 days. He's drowned. He's pretty much the devil. David Blaine will be here on uh, June 6th at the Mahaffey Theater. Get your tickets now. I'm very much looking forward to the show, and uh, I appreciate you getting up early and being on the program today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I look forward to meeting you guys. See you out there,
0: pal. Oh, Thank one you. More yes. Note,
1: by the way, before the show, I also wander around the lobby and in the balcony and stuff like that, doing magic to everybody. Because I, since I can't eat during the show because I'm doing all those things, I found that like getting the energy from the audience is pretty fun. So if you show up, if people show up a little bit early, you know they can get to see some of the close-up magic that they're used to seeing from you. That's
0: that's pretty special. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's very it's cool. Great, man. We'll see you out there. All right, thanks, man. The great uh, David Blaine. Very oh, cool. I like him. Awesome. Yeah. I thought he was going to be sleepy, too. <laughs> right. he wasn't. He was good. Uh, how cool would that be to be out there and then have David Blaine just walk up and start doing magic right in front of you? Right. I mean, it's cool to see him yeah. on stage, but to see him right in front of you doing that stuff. I'd run away as soon as I saw him. I'd be like, don't you try anything. <laughs> <Mr. Ryan. Don't laughs> that's you do what there. I was just going to say. I don't want that tell devil any, near me. Don't yeah, I, I don't want that devil near me. All of a sudden, you got cards coming out of your shoes. Yeah. You don't know how to explain anything. By the way, that's a freaking hilarious thing that he said. I said, how do they do that? Where they throw the dart and get the card?" He <laughs> shot it for three days. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, David Blaine, go see him at the Mahaffey Theater. Don't forget to get my girl Viv tickets. I'm on so it. So David yeah, Blaine absolutely. can make her penises appear. Right. She's working on that. Mm. We got to take a break. It's the Mike Calder Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. The Mike Calder Show on 102.5
1: The Bone.